Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Out of the gates, ready to go, big Monday edition. Outkick 360 is here from 6th and Peabody with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine with Chad Withrow and Paul Kuharski. I'm Jonathan Hutton, the entire crew making it happen for us. Glad you're with us. A lot to get to throughout the day. NFL news and notes, college football, uh, fantastic this past weekend. We're back from Jacksonville for the world's largest cocktail party. Paul's back from Indy where yesterday the Titans took a commanding three-game lead over the AFC South, but dominate the headlines today with Derrick Henry, uh, who will undergo foot surgery tomorrow on a broken bone in his foot, and that will lead to him being out uh, for a, a number of weeks. We don't know if he will return at all this season, but that impacts this team, this playoff team, and a Super Bowl contender who has just added Adrian Peterson, a seven-time Pro Bowler, to their practice squad with the anticipation he will soon be elevated to the main roster as the Titans now turn their attention to face the L.A. Rams. Life in the NFL comes at you fast. Gentlemen, good afternoon. It is the story nationally uh, with the Derrick Henry news this morning and the fact that Derrick Henry had 26 carries after injuring his foot yesterday. I, I don't know... The extent of what was going on, it, it seems like a wear and tear type injury. Did it actually break later in those 26 runs? Did he first start feeling the discomfort where they took his shoe off on the sideline early in the game? What exactly happened there? I think there are some questions around how that was managed during this game. Um, uh, questions about the trainers, doctors, what they saw, what they knew, everything else. Regardless, it's you cannot overstate how big of a blow this is to the Titans. Now, Paul, we're going to talk about the ramifications with this throughout the show today. You, you were there in Indy. That win, as remarkable as it was with all the twists and turns throughout that game, I still think the Titans are set up to easily win this division, even without Derrick Henry, because of two games left with the Texans, because of another game with Jacksonville, because of now going 2-0 and and sweeping the Colts, who were the only threat in the division, they've got the Dolphins, they've got other bad teams left in the schedule. The big fear, though, is a team that for two straight weeks looked like a Super Bowl contender is not a Super Bowl contender without Derrick Henry, and that's just a fact. Well, I will talk us through later on what the Colts and the Titans have to do for the Colts to, in fact, win this division and keep the Titans out of the playoffs, and it's very, very unlikely. That said... Titans are going to have to transform themselves into something different than they've been because Adrian Peterson is not going to be able to do what Derrick Henry did. And Adrian Peterson and the committee are not going to be able to do what Derrick Henry did. And they can talk up Jerry McNichols all they like. The guy's carried the ball seven times this season. And Makai Sargent could be your training camp hero 
but uh, more than a handful of carries, and they're in trouble. They need Julio Jones to get healthy. Uh, I saw Ben Solak from uh, the Ringer suggest they not don't go get a running back. They go get a receiver and spread things out and and play a more modern game where they they sling it. Ryan Tannehill's got a bad neck uh, after yesterday's game, and and that's something to keep an eye on. Ryan Tannehill's neck and Julio Jones's hamstring are things we should be looking very closely at now that we know the deal with Derrick Henry's foot, and he's kind of cast aside now for at least eight weeks. Um, I don't know that there was a singular moment. I, uh, David Chow, who will visit with us later, pro football doc, said it makes sense that there wasn't one particular moment of trauma. That's not how this injury works sometimes. But we've seen it ruin or really hurt careers. Javon Curse was never the same after he suffered this injury. And he wasn't a running back who was putting the pounding on it the same way, an edge rusher, different deal. But cornering, just as important. And he was never the same. And we've seen a lot of guys suffer with this. It takes a long time. Well, a what, lot this, what this reminds me of is Ahmad Bradshaw with the New York Giants. There you go. He came back early. Well, Can't not early. He early. came No, he, not early. He came back within eight to ten weeks. And... It, we all remember the story. He said he could feel the screw in his foot moving around. Yeah, it's and easy so they to had to go back loose. in. So, so it is a different. It's just a different injury for the running back position. Uh, David Chow, who will join us around three twenty Central Time uh, from Outkick and Pro Football Doc, uh, he's also going to say how he thinks this is more of a ten to twelve week injury for Henry based on the usage and the wear and tear and how the Titans use him. Other guys who've had it, Julian Edelman, Sammy Watkins, Debo Samuels just getting out of the funk. Kevin Durant was a big deal. Brooke Lopez, notorious for his foot problems. He's had it. It is something that's very difficult. It's on the very outside of your foot. The blood flow to there is as limited as anywhere, so to get it to heal is very difficult. It's a it's a somber day with the vibe in Nashville because I have long said that this is not about winning the AFC South. This is about winning a Super Bowl. And this injury affects that aspiration in a, a massive magnitude. You're talking about a Titans run game that leads their offense, not just on, on the stat sheet, but that's what the offense is built around. And Derrick Henry gets 80% of the, the the yardage that comes out of that Titans offense with the way it's built over the years combined. I mean, he is the Titans offense and everything else off of that brings the explosion. And his loss is different than any other position other than quarterback uh, across the National Football League because that's the importance of what he means to the Tennessee Titans. Well, I think we're all thinking, sorry, that Look that how this is covered, up. though, Paul, also. It's covered like a quarterback oh, went yeah. down. Yeah, I yeah. mean, this is a national story. That this is Titans, no attention, for the and Titans, now the lead story. It's the equivalent of Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers going out for the season. That's the way this thing's being covered, yep. and it, it's rightfully so. And, and look, we've said all along, uh, you know, Everything we say about this team, we say with the caveat of staying healthy, right? Everything we say about anybody, we say with that caveat. Henry's down now. It makes it much more Ryan Tannehill's team. He's the other guy who can't go down. It's it's much more on his shoulders now. And I think all of us are presuming they're going to wind up winning this division and getting a home playoff game. When they get to that moment, even if Derrick Henry's back, impossible for me to imagine him getting – 
27 carries and 150 yards and a couple of touchdowns coming back from this. He will have a reduced role. And it's going to be on Ryan Tannehill, who gets a lot of grief for his playoff performances as it is, to carry this team, be the fundamental guy on this team, and to carry them if they're going to live up to expectations a couple de- a couple games deep in this playoff and maybe to the Super Bowl without the load-bearing Derrick Henry that we have come to know. And I was just thinking, you know, I walked past the big screen in there and it had up Derrick Henry's 2027 from last year. All these records we've talked about, this back-to-back 2000, all of that is gone. gone. Yeah, the the record book stuff is, is definitely gone. And also gone is the myth that was building in my head, like a lot of other people that follow Derrick Henry, thinking maybe this guy's just different. Maybe every precedent about carries and everything else in the league is just never going to catch up to this guy. And look, we don't know exactly how it happened, but it certainly looks like it it caught up with him, which is no surprise and no knock at Derrick Henry. But that, again, this speaks to how remarkable Derrick Henry's run has been, that you started to believe maybe the rules of medicine don't apply to him. Maybe the rules of physical wear and tear don't apply to this six foot four, 260 pound man that runs 22 miles per hour. I thought it would come, but it does apply to him. I just kept thinking he was pushing it off, pushing it off, and it would come next year or the year after, not yet. It's no coincidence that this this came at Lucas Oil Stadium either. Uh, This is a place of uh, uh, long been known with their turf. They've tried to adjust their turf. Uh, the indoor turf, to to help this issue. Uh, the report from a couple of years ago, I'll ask uh, Pro Football Doc about this, about that turf in Indy and how many foot and ankle injuries occurred there. Uh, also, no coincidence, there was some type of uh, convention that was on the Lucas Oil Stadium floor Saturday night, and they laid down that turf right after all that. That's why you had all the confetti and all that crap laying around on the field yesterday. Um, I also think about those things whenever you have a season-ending injury like this, I would be thinking the same thing about Tyquan Lewis going down with a knee issue a bad one uh, as he recovers a fumble or has an interception, excuse me, then fumbles the football. I would be asking those questions as well. Um, yes, those injuries happen. Uh, and I haven't seen the, 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 the numbers of injuries from last year. And the, the NFL certainly not going to release that when it comes to indoor stadiums. But it's no coincidence that this took place at Lucas Oil Stadium on that turf. Well, the Lewis injury, it's a great point, Hutton, but the Lewis injury also, not just big that you lose him to a knee injury, that's bigger for the rest of the That was a huge moment in the game. Yeah. If that was a turf monster that got his knee and he coughs the ball up, and the next play was a long touchdown pass to A.J. Brown. Well, they finally decided that A.J. Brown could touch the ball. It was a 14-point swing, and then A.J. Brown was great the rest of the way. Yeah. And Ryan Tannehill made some good throws, specifically to A.J. Brown, on the sideline throughout that game. He's got to eliminate these atrocious throws. That first interception of the game does. was into four. There were four Colts around the ball. Two guys could have intercepted that pass. We've seen that too much from him this year. There is no margin for error now. He got away with it yesterday because his defense made some huge plays and because Derrick Henry's in the backfield, even when Derrick Henry's not at 100%, that play-action game is 100% because of the threat of Derrick Henry. That's no more. This is a passing team now. We've also, and he's got to be better. We've also talked about him getting hit and the sack number wasn't horrible yesterday. I don't remember what it was, but he got absolutely clobbered on the one where he gets hurt right at the end of regulation. Bent really awkwardly and you think, oh my God, 
you know, he had he came out of the game for Logan Woodside to kneel down. You weren't positive he was going to play the overtime, and it looked bad. And at the post-game press conference, he looked bad. He looked like a guy that was, you know, uh, had a hard time getting up and down the stairs there, used his hands on the railing, and and did not look like uh, he was comfortable at all. And that's a concern. And he's going to be on the injury report, I would bet, in some way, shape, or form on Wednesday. And when Derrick Henry's not behind him, like you're talking about, Chad, to turn around and hand the ball to, and there's more on his shoulders, literally, that neck is a bigger concern. And you don't want him all of a sudden being on the injury report for the first time this year, which we've worried about consistently this year with the beating that he's taken. All of a sudden, you're coming off, you've got, what, four in a row. You're 3-0 and in this very difficult month. But it's funny, like you said, it's a somber day in Nashville after you build up this monumental lead in the AFC South. Well, because you know that your workhorse explosion back um, that we have seen time and time again on the road destroy teams, take the breath out of a stadium uh, with one big carry, you know, a 70-yard touchdown run or a 50-yard run inside uh, inside the 20 uh, that just takes the, the, the noise and the atmosphere out. It sucks the energy and life out of a stadium. That's gone right now. Adrian Peterson's averaging four yards a carry um, since, since he left the Vikings. And he averaged 3.9 last year with Detroit. Um, Chad mentioned the, the freak nature of, of Henry, and maybe he was one of those guys. Adrian Peterson is the only non-special teams player from the 2007 draft that will be on an active roster this coming weekend. He's an old that man. is insane. He's 36 years old, and for him to do that at the running back position is remarkable. So I commend him for that. But there's going to be a lot of talk about how the Titans have just signed a former you know, all-time great. I'm, I'm not sure what he brings but they need more than just AP. They need more than all day Adrian Peterson to replace what Derrick Henry was giving to this offense, not just on the, the stat sheet, but the respect and uh, dominant fa- uh, factor and uh, uh, the, the aura around him. I mean, there's a run yesterday by Ryan Tannehill where he fakes a pitch to the left to Henry. and the, field up. Well, yeah, I mean, there's eight of the 11 defenders follow 22. And then there's a bootleg run by Ryan Tannehill uh, with nothing but but turf in front of him. It's it's crazy how much these defensive coordinators go in loading up to stop Derrick Henry, and now they don't have to. They can just take away A.J. Brown now, and Julio Jones is there every other game at best. Trade deadline tomorrow, so more help could be coming. I hope there's more help because Makai Sargent and, and Jeremy McNichols uh, insufficient help to me for Adrian Peterson. I want you to speak to one thing here quickly, Hutton, because this is right in your wheelhouse. Chad and I both getting Twitter abuse. He crowned them AFC South champions. My headline was crown them. I'll, it'll take a disaster for the Titans not to win the AFC South now. So clearly people think that I, it's my fault that Derrick Henry got hurt <laughs> because I said we this. Don't, Please speak we don't to buy jinxes on this show, right? Please speak to those people on my behalf. If you buy into... The, the idea that you need to wear a certain jersey or wear a certain pair of socks until your team loses. Think about how many times you've changed clothes doing that. It doesn't have any effect or any bearing on speaking anything into existence. If you do that, you're a child. You have the mindset of a kid. Yeah, Halloween was last night yes. is my message to those people. Yes. I had one guy say so much as I knew something and wrote this to set the whole thing up. 
Yeah, that's what oh, I, that's gosh. what. I did. If I knew something, Chief, that would have been the headline. Yeah, you, you knew and allowed Adam Schefter to break the story. Yeah, that, yeah. That's, just yeah, so I could that's, write a clever That's what head. you would do, yeah. yeah. Also, what does it say that uh, – here's, here's a great example of what he means to the offense. The dude played on a broken foot because having him on the field would give the perception that the home run threat was in the backfield and allow for the passing game to open up. He was taking there shots, There was no by the way. one else that they could put back there – that, that the defense would actually respect enough to creep up in the box. And Indianapolis was hitting him hard. I think not, that's the hardest I can remember. Not him just being a decoy, hit. though. Who got the ball on a very key fourth and two? Yeah. That a second effort corkscrewing back it. to it got the first down. No doubt. Was Derrick Henry with a broken foot? They can't have known the degree of the injury no. and put him out. No, there. I don't There's think no they way. did, but they should somehow, I feel like, but they didn't. You could have done something. Quickly, when you, when he was complaining of what he was without a shoe off. About a half time. Well, they say, and, and uh, Pro Football Doc may say this: X rays don't necessarily show it. You need the MRI, which he had today, today before they schedule the surgery tomorrow morning. So the surgery tomorrow morning, Adrian Peterson will be or has been added to the practice squad for the Titans today. He'll be elevated. And He'll be on the active roster very soon, and then beyond that, they'll make more moves. Um, and the trade options are still available until tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern. We'll discuss all that throughout also the show. Lift somebody from practice squad somewhere. There are backs better than their practice squad backs who can be functional backs in this league. There, there are more things to do than trade if they want to. Big trade today with Von Miller headed out west to the LA Rams, who are all in. There is no mistaking which team is going for it. It's the Los Angeles Rams by adding Von Miller, who, by the way, will face the Tennessee Titans on Sunday night football. We'll hit all the NFL headlines next on OutKick 360. Adrian Peterson signing with the Tennessee Titans. He had 600 yards rushing in 10 games with the Detroit Lions last year. Uh, and has not signed anywhere up until today. Said the workout went well. He was on the phone with Josina Anderson, um, who said that the workout went well and it's going to be in, in, incredibly difficult to replace Derrick Henry and uh, the work that Henry gives to this offense. He's excited to get the opportunity uh, to join the Titans' offense. It's fun to watch Josina resurface when one of her guys is in the news. She's like, oh, here we go. We're going to send some texts no. out right now. Uh, speaking She's not going to get Titans news. No. Speaking of text, um, our guy Pete Prisco sent out a text that said, Adrian Peterson, why not Eric Dickerson? <laughs> was his response to that signing. I, I love Pete. So AP is back in the league. Von Miller headed to L.A. with the Los Angeles Rams. So now, uh, before we get into the trade, let's just look at what the Rams have done. Von Miller leads the NFL in pressure rate. 15.9% of the time, he is getting pressure on the quarterback. That's number one. Number five in the NFL is Aaron Donald. They now have both of those guys. And they both go up now. Plus, they have Jalen Ramsey on the back end. Incredible move. Uh, And also, in this day and age... Nearly impossible to keep something like this quiet. They have been talking about this with LA, Denver, for the over for over a week, and Von Miller's been banged up. They have been keeping him in the loop on all of these talks for over a week. So this is not Classic. something that 
kept him, you know, or, or, or caught him off guard. Um, and uh, he was extremely cool uh, when he stopped with uh, one of the reporters outside the Broncos facility this morning. I rolled down his window and said, hey, I was walking out and I saw Super Bowl 50 and, uh, you know, everything involved with that season. And it's it'd been a crazy run. And it, I think it shows you that what he meant to that franchise and that organization with how they handled this behind the scenes and both sides keeping it quiet up until the trade deadline, uh, which is tomorrow. The So the actual trade is for two picks, a second and a third round pick next year. L.A., they traded for Jalen Ramsey. They traded for Matthew Stafford. They've traded for Sony Michelle. They've now traded for Von Miller. I'm probably leaving someone out of that group. But in looking at the 2022 draft picks, guys, so they traded a first-round pick for Matthew Stafford. It's actually two first-round picks, but just looking at next year's draft, their first-round pick is now traded to Detroit. They traded their second and third-round pick for Von Miller. They've traded next year's fourth for the Brandon Cooks deal to Houston. And they traded a sixth-round pick to New England for Sony Michelle. So, Paul, they have what left? I think they have three picks left, maybe a third, a sixth, and a seventh, something like that. <laughs> Mike Silver tweeted this, and he's absolutely right. He's like, do, do people who root for regular teams look at the Rams going for it with the, all of these trades and just feel misery? I mean, they are the extreme go-for-it team. Now, they need to win a Super Bowl in the next two, three years tops for it to pay off but i mean this is what everybody wants their team to do right especially if you look at picks let's go local like dylan radens and isaiah wilson you get proven commodities now it's hard to manage it financially for sure von miller's contract's got to be burdensome Jalen Ramsey, we know, was looking for a new contract. Got his one, contract is not, not burdensome. No? The Broncos are paying $9 million of his salary this year. I mean, That's remaining. That's I, not even counting what he's been paid this year. There was 9.7 left on the deal, and I believe the extra first-round pick allowed Denver to step in and say, yeah, we'll pay $9 million. All right, so if you're any team in the league, a fan of any team in the league that's not like a top pass rush team, and you're looking at that, I mean, that's like when Miami paid a good share of Ryan Tannehill's contract. You're thinking, wait, we're getting this guy. He's not the same as he was as a young man, but he's still good. And they're paying his salary. And, oh, you know, a second and third. I mean, I understand if you're like a super young team and you're not second close to third, something. Yeah. But if you're, go, if, you're, if you're in a go-for-it area in your trajectory and you need a pass rusher, and you don't do this, and I'm watching the Rams do this, and I'm going to watch the Rams win playoff games while we miss the playoffs or exit the playoffs early. Every every fan base in the league should be pissed off. It feels a little bit like Tampa a year ago, you know, with the that that sort of mentality like on people. on a bigger level. Yeah, they're signing, uh, but people. yeah, but Antonio Brown, you know, everything else around Antonio Brown, Leonard be Fournette, damned. Right, uh, Rob Gronkowski coming Fournette. out of retirement to come in, Leonard Fournette, which worked out. I mean, it, it feels, it feels like that team this year, and it's I don't see how it doesn't work out. The Rams are terrific. And I'm not saying they're definitely going to win the Super Bowl, but they're better. They're already right now, terrific. They got better with this. Yeah, and, and you put any good defensive lineman into the mix with Aaron Donald, I mean, you're, you're stepping into a fantastic situation. I mean, the attention on you is nothing like it was, or if it is, 
you know, then Aaron Donald's going to go sick. Everybody, first and foremost, is trying to stop Aaron Donald. So the amount of double teams you face or, or extra stuff goes down. It's a terrific the, move. This is uh, So today, we were just talking about the, the big NFL story of the day with Derrick Henry and the Titans. This is the day where Titans fans are going to be sad, devastated, followed by, okay, what do we do next? Where do we go from here? Sunday night, when they get just thrashed by the Rams, which may happen, that's where panic will set in, and it shouldn't. This is a warning to Titans fans. Do not panic about whatever happens in that Rams game. I think the Titans are going to get whipped. Give them an And it's going to yeah. take a little bit of time to figure out, okay, we're this now without Derrick Henry. And they're going to have to grow into that. It's not going to happen on Sunday Night Football at SoFi Stadium against that Rams team. They are going to figure some things out. They're going to be better. But my message to all Titans fans will be, with that game Sunday night, do not panic. Do not freak out. If this is a 31 to 7 type That's game. That's good. And listen, it's a game they may well have lost anyway at the end of this torturous month where they've miraculously gone 3 and 0. You might well have chalked them up to go out there and lose with Derrick Henry at full strength. So certainly I agree with what Chad's saying there. They're going to go through an adjustment phase here and it's probably not going to be very pretty at the beginning while they're figuring out who they are and what they're going to be. Now, the week after that, I'm not even thinking of who they have. They host the Saints. That might not be a great one either, though the Saints are, are now at quarterback messy. Uh, Hutton's doppelganger, Trevor Simeon. How about the quarterback that? in that game. The How guy, about that? Now that Hutton grew a beard, though, they don't look just like I saw I know, him. I was getting I mistaken him for a bad quarterback. And I'm I, had thinking, to, I had to grow a beard. A guy who this couldn't guy, unseat this guy needs uh, to grow Logan a beard Woodside. now to match Hutton. <laughs> couldn't unseat Logan Woodside and didn't get protected on the practice squad here, and he's out there. Leading an upset at the Super Bowl champ. Well, how about the second stringers yesterday? Oh, just across the how league. How about my, the, my Mike White Mike line? About I'd rather see the Mike White of Florida <laughs> quarterback. And he goes and he lights up terrific. Cincinnati. Mike White won in his first start. Cooper Rush won in his first start for the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday Night Football against Minnesota in Zimmer's defense. Zimmer's about to get fired. Uh, Trevor Simeon won in backup role yesterday against Tampa Bay. Uh, P.J. Walker. P.J. Walker had to come in because Darnold has a concussion. Geno Smith uh, blew out Jacksonville at home uh, just a week after looking atrocious offensively. Um, the backups ruled the day. That Bengals the loss is that it replaced the Titans loss as the loss of the year because they lost to the backup. Well, it, it just it shows you who you can trust and who you can't. I mean, you look at yeah, we, that, we, that's we, another yes, team not to trust. Last now. week we said we would put Buffalo atop the AFC. For a reason, you feel like you can trust them long term. Yeah, there there are teams that you just don't trust, and Cincinnati proved that uh, they're they're one you can't. I wanted to get excited about Cincinnati. I Still know. a little bit excited, but well, that they, loss really dampens that excitement, no doubt. But if they go win four or five in a row after that, like the Titans have done, look, the Titans' loss to the Jets was miserable, but they've earned a degree of forgiveness with what they've done since then and who they've beaten. The um. The, the Bengals loss, they had they gave up 511 yards to the Jets. To the Jets. And then they blew. They had an 11-point fourth-quarter lead and lost that yeah, as bad. well. well here, here's another possibility. Mike White may be better. I know. Maybe he right should have been playing, but we were mocking them. No, I, I mean, was mocking them for going, not having an experienced backup. You're going with Zach Wilson. We all know why. That's your future. That's your investment. You got to see what he has, but... At this point in their careers, maybe Mike White's just better for that offense. 
and the Jets are going to be a little bit better now. I'm not going to say they're going to be good, but maybe they're a better offensive team with Mike White They'll at quarterback. As crazy as that They'll sounds. They'll get thumped next week by the Colts. Well, they've also hit on their, their rookie running back, uh, Michael good. Carter. They're that, a team that loaded also, with Michael Carter. That, are they? They've How got a Michael they? Carter on defense. Maybe it's the same guy. The Jets. Maybe yeah, wouldn't that guy. be something? A two-way player? A uh, couple of other news and notes. So let's go, let's go to Jameis Winston in, in New Orleans, who is out with an, an ACL injury, and then dancing on crutches in the locker room. Yeah, that, <laughs> I mean, just he is so. It's right up there with eating they, W's. They Weird. are not. Uh, they are not going to be in the market for Cam Newton. That, according to report, that to me says that they, they hate are, Cam Newton. No, that's that, what it says to me. Well, no, it says that their backup um, Taysom Hill. Hill. Taysom Hill. Yeah, he's all right. Well. He's been out since week five in concussion protocol. This guy got... Really dinged. Yeah. I mean, so let's hope that everything's good. I think this is a sign that everything's good. Uh, That they like P.J. Walker to be Taysom Hill's backup. And remember, in the preseason, they were trying to decide if they were going to start Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill. And we know that their coaching staff there loves Taysom Hill. Uh, But still... uh, Do you you guys know who's going to be taking snaps at quarterback if... Simeon went went down yesterday. Alvin Kamara. Oh, is that right? And Sean Payton said afterward, he's our emergency quarterback, and we were a snap away from having to run him in the shotgun. That'd be so. There's an offense for him to run the uh, run the option as an emergency quarterback. Quick question here: not not the Winston injury, which was ugly, right? That that's ugly, and not a season-ending. It was a horse collar. Yeah, and his leg was planted. He folded very awkwardly. Not that. But given a choice between Henry disappearing kind of in a mystery without there being a moment and a, a moment, if you're breaking the outside of your foot, would you rather there be a moment that, that you're looking at the plane? You go, oh, there it was. Uh, I'd rather or there be no moment because the no moment led to Henry out there taking snaps, helping the Titans win. <laughs> and they won again. Now the Saints won also. But then, you know, the next day it's more of a, oh, he was injured. I mean, everybody saw it. He wasn't the same. No, he once he once he went out of the game, we everybody you knew something was wrong. I didn't know that he was gonna be out for the season, but you could tell he was injured the rest of the way. I'd rather not have that moment when it comes to something like that. Maybe some fans would disagree, but I, I that's one you don't want to see and have that memory etched in your brain. How about Brady losing four of the last six games against Sean Payton's Saints? Something. I, I mean, I knew that Mark coming into that game, and I was like, well, here here, here it ends here <laughs> ends that. That stretch bad against the Saints, and lo and behold, they find a way again. Hutton, fact check this. Does Sean Payton make more than Eli Drinkwitz? <laughs> uh, yes, yes, he does. Good. No, yes, he does. Sean Payton does. Just making sure, more. Remember, Mike Tomlin named Sean Payton as one of the coaches who would never go to college. Andy Reid, I'm guessing, also yeah, makes more than Eli Drinkwitz. He does. Bill Belichick does. Our, well. our exciting new game show on Outkick 360 of who makes more we need with some, college and pro some coaches. Some lights up here that kind of like, you know. With a fancy game show set. Uh, I was, I was convinced Eli Drinkwitz was about to make zero if they lost to Vandy this weekend, which was in doubt for a while. <laughs> if, in you, that game. if you want to win the game, just name an AFC quarter, uh, uh, coach that's not Urban Meyer, and they make less than or Eli Bill? Drinkwitz. Bill? They, Even Bill Belichick makes less? An AFC South Oh, coach. AFC South. Yeah. Bill Belichick's also the GM, right? So I think he makes double, double also, the money. He's doubling up, double dipping. Yeah. Highest paid in the league. First contract, you're not making anything in the AFC yeah. <laughs> You're begging for the job. You're paying. Uh, Sam Donald left the game for the Panthers with a concussion. P.J. Walker comes in. Um, How did he play? I didn't see the highlights. He was okay. That, I mean, he, he, he got the job done. He got the job done. 19-13, the final. And what really got the job done is Carolina's defense against Kyle Pitts. 
Um, he was only Pitts was only targeted six times, two catches for 13 yards. I and this was a rookie could, that over the last three weeks has really been yeah. able to take over. Games. I wonder if Carolina might be tempted to stick with him. Or if they're, they're doing the adamant, the Darnold is our man thing. Um, because that's a good win well, for them. That's a, they, those two teams were they going went opposite back to directions. Darnold because when they benched him, Walker was terrible. Yeah. So it, uh, you know, there's been good and bad. That's a good change of direction for Carolina. They just and need an Unfortunate change. It doesn't of direction matter who's Atlanta. a quarterback. They need McCaffrey. Well, you know, Hubba puts up numbers. He's not the same electrifying guy. Obviously, you don't build your offense around him. But as a fantasy guy, he puts up decent numbers. Rams blew out the Texans uh, 38-22. It was Texas. not as close as what that score <laughs> indicated, but it's crazy how Vegas gets it right. I mean, the spread was right, right at it. Right at it. Stafford's 22 touchdown passes ties Patrick Mahomes for the most among any quarterback through the first eight games. And uh, now they've added Von Miller on the defensive side of things. Doesn't through a sound trade. that high. Like, I know it's a really good number. But I'm wondering, like, what the pace has been for some of the better quarterbacks in recent years through eight. Well, it's the first. It's the first eight games with the franchise as the starter. Is, is the stat? I got you. So Mahomes, when Mahomes took over, he did it, and now Stafford's the next guy to do it. Um, Bills over the Dolphins, twenty-six to eleven. They were in and, that for a little while. Yeah, they were, the Buffalo was kind of sleepwalking. It was three-three. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to go back to this. Uh, Hutton knows I lo- love to do this during baseball season at FanDuel. But playing those long odds teams when it's close, close. in the third quarter. So what'd you get? Is uh, If you place a $3 bet, I, I won $37 on the Jets. They were tied. And they were plus 900. <laughs> and I'm th- and it's the third quarter. I'm thinking, I'll put that down. And then, of course, I win. I'm thinking, I wish I'd have put 50 down yeah, on right. that. And, right. and then I'd yeah. really be But you okay. don't have that kind of faith. No. Let's, not be, let's not be rash. But I'm, I'm going to start going bigger. It's not going to be 50, but I may go up to 15 or 20 on those games because they pay off big. If you feel, hey, this anything could happen. I think it was uh, something like uh, 10, 11 to 11 or well, the, the Bills. It was a we- weird score. Bills, Dolphins. Into the second half was close, and I I didn't put money on that one. I put it on the Jets, it's, thankfully. But still, those are those are good money plays, safe bets. FanDuel welcomed me to Indianapolis, but it it wouldn't let me see my Tennessee bets. So I made a bet in Indianapolis, which I quickly lost, and I came back home. I have to check just uh, the depth of my losses in this state. I had the same. I had no depth of losses because I couldn't bet when I was in Florida. I got there on uh, you guys saw it on Friday. No, no chance to bet on any college. I had to get home and, and bet on. The I was NFL. in an Uber and I was just like, this, "These legal? are real first world problems." I couldn't bet at all on yeah. college football. Was it this legal Saturday. in Indiana? I was like, "Oh, they're greeting me. How nice." Be uh, <laughs> be glad you didn't follow me on my upset pick. So I, yeah, I did yeah, hit on Pittsburgh. One, I hit it on Pittsburgh, fifteen to ten, and my other game. two uh, combined. <laughs> we had uh, Seahawks, Jags, Eagles, Lions. Uh, the combined final score of those 75 to 13. Dude, I was totally with you on Detroit. These teams underdogs my, for a reason. It led my Indianapolis out. parlay, and boy, did the Eagles see some red meat there to get healthy. They just shellacked the Lions after we thought the Lions were making progress. So much for the progress. I hope yeah, Dan Campbell cried really. after that game also. That was a <laughs> he wasn't that emotional. He's emotional when they're close. What job have I taken? You know, I keep waiting. What on have his I done team. with my career? I keep waiting on his team to bite some kneecaps, you know, yeah, and I yeah. just, I don't think they're ever going to do it. Uh, They've the lost kneecaps 12 straight. were running right by him in that game. 12 straight losses for the Lions going back to last season. It is bad. And you're right about the run game for the Eagles. Without Miles Sanders, 
They 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 ran all over Detroit. What did Hurts do? I didn't see his numbers. Not much. No. So Not they actually it was gave a run it to game. runners. They How had four that? rushing touchdowns. I mean, that's revolutionary for four, Philadelphia. Four rushing touchdowns for Philly's offense is one more than they had combined all season going into the game. So if you need to get right, just play Detroit. People were having heart attacks in Philadelphia over that because they thought they'd completely given up on the run. Who is this team? Sirianni came in and said, I've got a novel idea. Let's run the ball with the running back this time. Well, I let's, talked let's about this. <laughs> let's, let's see if that works this game. I talked about this with Armando last week. You know, Sirianni's big pep talk to that team last week was how they were growing like a flower. Things were going on under the earth and they were ready for when it was going to emerge from the earth and bud. How about that for motivational football talk? Some of these uh, motivational speeches, uh, Fox shows them uh, po- on their postgame show. They have this segment where they go and they just yeah. go Snippets. around the league to postgame celebrations of coaches. And Sirianni was speaking to the Eagles. And I could just see, I don't know the player, but you could just see one guy's face emerging from above a locker behind it. Blank. And the whole time, no, he's laughing at him. Like Sirianni's <laughs> talking, he's just like looking around giggling at whatever he I mean it, it's a bunch of nonsensical if if you play hard and you play hard this is what can happen and he's, he's just weird dude. okay that's great thanks coach coming up we'll switch gears we'll take a look around the SEC Ole Miss falls to Auburn the Tigers now six and two on the season meanwhile is very sad Kentucky very sad a today. bit of a fraud after their loss against Mississippi State Tennessee gets the Wildcats this coming week and Georgia does Georgia things despite turning the football over. You just can't score against their defense. All of that and more next on Outkick 360. Outkick 360 rolls on across the Outkick network. Withrow and I down in Jacksonville this week. Very cool uh, environment. For the cocktail party between Georgia and Florida. I, at least I was expecting, I don't know what I was expecting. Being there on game day for a Jacksonville Jaguars game has clouded my judgment on what I thought the atmosphere would be like pregame and during the game. Chad, I don't know if you agree with me, but... Um, well, the press box that you're seeing those Titans games from is yeah. a pit. And it's super, super high and far away from the action. Well, well you, you, you were expecting... 100 degrees. You were expecting Jacksonville to Jacksonville, like yeah, most well, people yeah. would. Right. But uh, it's it's definitely a different environment. A lot of people we talk to around the tailgates also, it's an annual pilgrimage. A lot of people from... It's not, you know, Georgia fans in Atlanta or Florida fans in Orlando. It's Georgia grads living in Grand Rapids, Michigan that makes an annual trip to Jacksonville for this game and meets buddies. It's a lot of people from all over the country that root for those two teams that make this their annual stop where they know exactly where they're staying, where they're going out in Jacksonville. They're there for a big weekend and they go to the cocktail party every year. It was a very cool environment. Um, it was, that was my best North Florida Jacksonville area yet. experience yet by a mile. One to grow on. It, all, it was so good, it almost made up for my one trip to Gainesville, <laughs> which was awful. I must uh, ask, what's the cocktail of choice at the cocktail park? Fireball. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not really cocktail as much as fireball shots, I would say, was the preferred choice. We actually did a fireball shot on a uh, shot ski, uh, one of the giant skis with the attached shot glasses on them where you have to time it up and do it at the same time. Uh, we closed the show with that. A uh, very uh, lovely woman that's a Florida fan 
offered up her Shotsky for us. So, well, then we had. Uh, I mean, I think it's it's all it's your typical, you know, it's uh, bourbon cokes, vodka sodas, fireball shots, and a bunch of uh, domestic yeah. light lagers that's uh, roaming around. The, the Buffalo the, Trace the, was flowing. Yes, for sure. Yes, uh, it was. Shout out to them for some great events over the weekend for Outkick as well. Uh, Paul is back from Indy. Uh, where the Titans win in a crazy game against the Colts. Uh, we'll recap that coming up in the Titans uh, in Tennessee Power Hour, uh, which will also include where the Titans go from here without Derrick Henry. Uh, college football related. Georgia handles Florida despite it being, uh, if you just looked at a stat sheet, it looks like an even game. Uh, both teams turned the football over. Uh, the difference is Florida didn't score until late. They couldn't. And Georgia was able to score because of the turnovers. And they took advantage of short fields and and their defense just being excellent. Uh, That's the difference between elite and just good. And and Florida's a good team, nothing close to great. And now Dan Mullen is feeling some heat based on the way the season is going, Chad. Yeah, Bruce Feldman and G. Allen Taylor have a story up at The Athletic. And the heading for the story is a quote. says, Florida, they just don't play hard. College football coaches on the growing gap between Florida and Georgia, and it's got a lot of anonymous SEC coaches taking some pretty vicious shots at Florida. Uh, Their culture uh, saying that, you know, players out there, they got their shirts all over the place during warm-ups. There seems to be no plan for pregame stretch and warm-ups. It's just a very sloppy operation. Asking questions like, I don't even know what they're doing defensively at times. They've got two guys blitzing in the same spot. You can tell it's miscommunication. Uh, a lot of bad things being said about the Florida program under Dan Mullen. And Dan and, Mullen and, and is getting defense very... under Todd Grantham. And Todd Grantham. Defense, but also Dan who goes, Mullen... Who goes on the record to talk crap. Yes, and that's a problem, and that's why you're going to start seeing stories like this come out. But also, uh, Dan Mullen's decision to start Anthony Richardson, his first start in this game yeah. against Georgia, and he looks awful against that Georgia defense. There's a lot of talk about Dan Mullen being bad at picking the quarterback, but good at coaching the quarterback. Once he goes with the quarterback, weird. he, you know, Felipe Franks and, and Clay Travis talked about this on Saturday. The decision to stick with Felipe Franks over Kyle Trask looks looks awful. And only because Felipe Franks breaks his leg do you ever see Kyle Trask, who was great at Florida. Then Franks transfers out. Is it an, a su- similar situation with Emory Jones versus Anthony Richardson? We're going to, have to see more from Richardson. He looked great against LSU, but he goes up against Georgia's defense and looks terrible in his first start. So a lot of questions led to Dan Mullen today at his press conference, uh, abruptly ending the press conference, canceling players' availability, and Florida now announcing no media availability the rest of the week after the questions he was receiving today. That'll fix everything. Yeah, I mean, that's... And there's a lot of uh, recruiting question marks. You know, now all of a sudden, Dan Mullen doesn't like to recruit is kind of the knock. Even coaches are saying, talk to any of the uh, high school coaches in Florida, Georgia, anywhere. It is a lifestyle for Kirby Smart and Nick Saban. Those guys love it. They devote their entire life to it, to having relationships with coaches, with players, with families, and recruiting. And it's much more of a chore for Dan Mullen. I immediately start thinking about, you guys will remember this, when we had Dan Mullen on our old show, Mm -hmm. and he just flat out said, I'd love the opportunity to coach in the NFL. Was it the Rams? Yep. Uh, the, it was, was before they hired McVay. Yeah, and he was—he did not—he didn't squash any of the rumors about him wanting to leave for the NFL. So, 
Look, Florida's that, in a bad that's, way. That's what rubs people the wrong way about him and Grantham. It's because he will sit down. That that was the week at the coaches' meetings where his name was being mentioned for the NFL job. He's not afraid to sit down and say, you know what? This is on the record. Here are my thoughts on this. Todd Grantham, well, hey, what do you think about this week's challenge? Well, I think it's going to be a lot tougher than last week's challenge. Referring to the Tennessee Volunteers. There, there are ways to jab at opponents on the record that they take. And I think they actually, like, uh, behind the scenes laugh about or something. Whereas, and we you know, the, the Athletic, which is known for the off-the-record questionnaires across the league, a lot of coaches who won't do this will take jabs at them when they're down, which is exactly where Florida is. Now, the good news for the Gators, the next couple opponents, South Carolina, Samford, Missouri, Missouri, Florida State. Get healthy on that. They can turn things around and make it appear as though you can put some lipstick on the pig, but they're just a very good. They're just very, a good team. Very average. Good team at best right now. That's the problem with Dan Mullen and what they have going on at Florida. Headlines of the day next across college football on Outkick 360.